Welcome to The Messy Empire with Karen Prawl, where we prove to you that success is all about embracing the chaos and charging into the unknown. Hey, AJ Guzman, editor for The Messy Empire. Today we're going to confront a very, very silent saboteur, a diminished self-worth. Make no mistake about it, the goal of this episode is not to impart any at-home therapy or even to peddle you any positive psychology. The goal of this episode is to simply force all of us to look honestly at our lives and ask a few simple questions. For instance, are you demanding compensation equal to your true value, or are you simply taking what's been offered? Now, there are many ways to broach this self-discovery, and we have no clue what way will ultimately work for you. But I will say this, not one of you out there currently being shortchanged by a diminished self-worth has even the slightest clue that you have a diminished self-worth. All right, so today we're going to talk a little bit about self-worth versus self-confidence, why the two are different. Now, I always thought that they were kind of the same thing. But you say that they're like two completely different states of being or two completely different like forces of nature. Can you explain that a little better to me? Yeah. Would you consider me of a person with self-confidence? Yeah, of course. Because I can do what? I can go speak in public. Yeah. That's a big one. Most people's greatest fear. Is public speaking. But you, you do that like on a near daily basis. Okay. You go on pretty tough recruiting appointments with... Some big fish, I will say. And you land them, too. Like, that's the other part of that, is you got to be confident enough to bring them in. Well, I had a lot of dating experience. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Hell, even going on a first date, you kind of need a lot of confidence for that, too. I call that an at-bat. So how are the two different? I may have self-confidence that I can have a skill or a tool or something to go perform or uh, do something, maybe show a house to strangers. Do an open house takes a lot of self-confidence. But if I don't think I am really worth it, have earned it, or make excuses of why I don't deserve it, that's a different conversation. And that becomes about my self-worth or really my self-esteem. Hmm. So what do you mean by earned it? What's the difference between earning it and just being confident? Well, you you agreed that I'm a confident person. Mm-hmm. And I've been confident my whole life. Okay. okay. So I've always been uh, that comfortable in that way, outwardly, in my own skin. But did I ever think that I was worth it? Because someone told me a story, or I created a story in my head, that I wasn't worth it, or I was dismissed, or it wasn't a value, or I didn't earn it. Because with wealth comes great responsibility, Mm. and you can do great things with it. What's that quote you mentioned earlier to me today? Yeah, money's money's good for the good it can do. Yeah, sounds all lovely and sweet and everything, (laughs) but... What good can it do? And so I find that we get in our own way of success or creating wealth because we don't believe that we are worth it to earn it. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. Yes, let me hear it. When I was a manager of a restaurant and I worked for Cameron Mm -hmm. and I found out that someone else was doing the same job and earning more money than me, quite a bit, like 30% more than me, yet I had more experience than he did, this manager. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So what does that cause me to do? I don't know. I kind of flip out a little bit. I did flip out a little bit. I totally overreacted. 
and I went downstairs and barged in Karen's office and I said, hey, I understand that I know I'm only 23 years old and blah, 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 but I'm earning this, this, and this. And he said, okay. And I said, and this other person, we're going to name him Bob, was doing this, this, and he earned that. Okay? Mm-hmm. Which is a tough conversation to walk in and have. So I clearly had self-confidence. But no, but you were able to look at like what you're making, what Bob's making, and you had the confidence and the self-worth to barge into Cameron's office. So I went in his office and I diaried on the mouth about what I wasn't getting. And he leaned back in his chair and he put his arms behind his head and crossed his legs and said, you took it. And that was a defining moment because I took my tail, I put it back between my legs, I walked my butt back upstairs and I went back to work. And he was right. Hmm. I accepted it. So did I have confidence? Yes. But did I know my own value to accept what he was offering? So you had confidence and you were confident in having that conversation and you were confident, but how does that show up? Like, what is the, because what I always hear is that with confidence, you can fake it till you make it. Totally. Can you do that with self-worth? No. So I find that the difference of self-confidence versus self-worth is self-confident people are going out and they're doing things. And what I find is they're reaching achievements or benchmarks or accolades or um, verbal affirmations or look at me, I drive this or I have this car, I have this house and it goes back. But if I had enough self-esteem, I wouldn't need the outside rewards to make me feel better. So self-worth is kind of a little bit more on the inside then? Yeah, I find self-worth is super intrinsic and we so when an agent comes around and they say oh blah 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 and i really got screwed on whatever buying a car it could be buying selling or assisting a buyer seller and i just look at them now and i go you took it can you tell by talking to someone whether or not they have a high self-worth yes really how does it show up it's how they present themselves it's not all talk it's values really it's alignment uh peace Pete has a very high self-esteem, self-worth. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need a lot of external things. So he's a great example of someone who has high self-value or self-esteem. And he has confidence, too. So let me kind of poke the coals a little bit. Can you have a high self-confidence and a low self-worth? Yes. I think most people with self-confidence do. Now, the other way around. Can you have a high self-worth with a low self-confidence? Probably. You understand um, what your value you bring to the table. And that has to do with I'm bright, I'm talented, I'm a great networker. And where you're showing up in the world, like be the change you wish to see in the world, Mm -hmm. is how you're showing up and, and contributing and fulfilling and taking care of your family and providing if that's what's your, that's what is important to you or has to happen. Um, And that, you are lifting people up with you. You're not trying to prove or show or earn or huh. flash. Huh. Because some, so many people are afraid of success, like the fear of speaking we just talked about. You actually might be surprised how many people in my world are afraid of success. Afraid of success. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to be afraid of success? It's scary. Because once they have it, they don't know what they're going to do with it. And they don't know what it's like to have it because they've never had it. So for me, it's financial success, but, right? It's like, that's a fear. Like, 
well, I've never given permission to be wealthy. By the way, I'm giving everybody permission to be wealthy Mm. right now because we think it's uh, important to show that we're not. And so other people flash their wealth and then that can be a turnoff too. So it's a very delicate balance of understanding how I am perceived in a situation and how I'm showing up in a value in the situation. You said you have a lot of people or you talk to a lot of people that are afraid of success. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard anybody in their life say they're afraid of success. Because they don't know how to verbalize. That's what it is that they're actually afraid of. So how do they verbalize it? What does it sound like? Like, can we do like a little bit of like, you might have low self-worth if you've ever heard yourself say. Oh, I can discount. Ooh. Or I'm not going to go by myself. Uh, okay, so my example would be this. Like my husband saw my self-worth before I did. So we see it in other people all the time. So I really wanted Uggs. Uggs? Uggs. Uggs. And I didn't want to spend the $110 for the Uggs. Uggs are $110? We'll move past this. They're actually probably more than now. This is like 10 years ago. Man, I didn't realize how much Uggs were. And so I gave myself, oh, I'll go to Payless, I'll get Fugs or Target or whatever. But I really just want Uggs. I like that they were real sheepskin and for all the reasons to mm-hmm. to buy them and and it was a measure of success for me huh. okay and I said but no I don't want to spend the money I have other things I can spend it on whatever and my husband's like if you're gonna wear them every day go get the Uggs I'm like really and he's like yeah if you're gonna use it every day I'm like okay and I felt guilty or that I wasn't worth spending $110 on a pair of slippers but I wore those Uggs every day, and I found out I was worth it. Huh. So, two things. One, I've I've caught myself saying this to myself, but I've also caught myself correcting other people the same way Joel did for you. So, that kind of ties back into your whole, you can see it in other people better than you can see it in yourself. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? It's, it's because they don't know that what they can achieve is possible Hmm. and they don't believe it. So, so if you've ever been in one of those situations where you give someone else different advice than you give yourself, you, you might have low self-worth. Yeah. Like I can't criticize anybody for a low paying job or getting, making a deal or whatever, because I, if I've been accepting it, then I am part of the problem. Hmm. And so that's why it's important to um, pay what I see the value. When you show in a value, you get it. So I knew that I was a good restaurant manager, but it actually didn't matter what Bob was getting paid. Mm -hmm. It was what I was accepted. So what I find is so many people look for external reasons of why they're not achieving success, but it's really their own story that they're told of why they didn't. It didn't have anything to do with Bob or any other manager in that company. It's what I believed that I was worth that $24,000 a year. Mm. And I took it. Mm. Knowing now, hindsight, I wouldn't change it because I learned. But if I'm going to, let's say, um, sell something or sell a house, mm-hmm. and, and, and my client's going to pay me a commission, if I discount my commission, what story am I telling my client? That this is my price, this is my value. This is my value. So if I go get my hair cut, mm-hmm. and I know that Jill charges me $60 to color my hair, am I going to ask Jill to do it for 40 No. No, of course not. Would I ever ask her? Probably. 
Would you? No. I didn't think so. Because Jill set the value on her own price. Hmm. And I'm willing to pay for it. So this isn't always on price either. This isn't always on commission. It gets to show up in other places too. Yeah. Do you do you think that there are people that say no to the opportunity because they feel like they're not worth it? Yes. Uh, my husband and I have gone through it, each each of us. Yeah, we've seen it. My husband's a very confident person. If anyone that knows him, they he is very confident. Mm-hmm. But he went through the issue of understanding his self-worth. And he was being taken advantage of, in my opinion, about his skills, uses, or talents at his former company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, get out. What are you doing? You're worth more. What are you doing? And he's like, no, I'm good. Because they've been telling him the story that that's where he should be. And that was the best. And that was the story they told. So Joel's self-worth was not so then these other opportunities came through relationships and friends and he took a new job and it was four times the money holy cow it was crazy and he's like i don't think i can do it i'm not worth it i'm like oh no 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 Mm -hmm. you're taking that job because you can do it and not only did he do it he became a leader very very quickly oh yeah and never looked back i know it's like hell yeah that's right (laughs) and so um it is it's one of those it's just like the movies, like Working Girl, which we referred to before, that if she, Melanie knew her own self-worth and she knew her own confidence, but she, she had the confidence, but she didn't have the worth. And as she progressed through the movie, she understood her worth when people were listening to her and she was bringing value. Hmm. So without naming names, have you seen this show up in agents' businesses or anybody's business before? Yes. What does it look like when that happens? It looks like um, they're leaving money on the table. Mm-hmm. because they don't want to do the time or the work on themselves. They want to worry about what other people are doing. Let's stop there for a second. Because they don't want to do the time or the work on themselves. Every day. Do you think it takes a lot of self-worth or a good amount of self-worth to spend time working on yourself? I think it takes a lot of self-awareness to understand that it's actually not anybody else's issue, it's yours. Hmm. That's kind of a big deal. It's really a big deal. So... Do you, do you see people that, you know, aren't investing in themselves, aren't investing in their skills, aren't investing in their knowledge, aren't investing in, you know, their experiences that, you know, maybe aren't going to mega camp and aren't going to family reunion because they haven't decided that they're worth it because they haven't decided that they're worth the investment? Yes. And that's really sad to me. I'm talking even a class at the board that's $30 or a class at the library or at the Whole, Whole Foods. Huh. Like, people don't invest in themselves at all. And so you take something like Landmark. Right. Life-changing. Huge. And most people would never invest that time or money in themselves to get better. But there's so much self-sabotage that goes on Mm. that is innate. It begins at self-worth or self-esteem. So we're willing to do it for so many other people, and we're not willing to do it for ourselves. How do I know what I'm saying is an excuse and it's an excuse I'm making because of my self-worth? How do I find that out? Where's the gut check? The gut check is because the story we're going to tell ourselves when we want to invest in ourselves is that we're selfish. Oh. Right? They'll be like, oh, that's like you feel selfish. You feel like, no, you feel guilty. And so the gut check, I'm trying to think of a specific, for me, it was that conversation with Cameron. Mm. It's when he explained to me that I'm the one that took that number. And so if I don't understand my own value, that's on me. Mm. Um, and so a gut check for someone else is, if I know I'm missing a gap on a skill, a tool, or something. And I'm not willing to invest in time or myself 
to, I don't care if it's YouTube, I don't care if anything like that, to learn to be better, then the story I'm telling myself is that I'm not worth it. Hmm. So it's kind of like a subconscious story that you can tell yourself. Oh, it's totally unconscious incompetence. Like, it is so unconscious of, I grew up um, with my mom who was always, it was just enough. It was fine. It was, like, we never got curtains. We always had the shears, but she'd be like, we don't need them. We don't need those. We don't need those. Like, it's a luxury. It's a luxury. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if you enjoy the curtains, get the freaking curtains. Hey, AJ again. It's our opinion here at The Messy Empire that achieving your true potential starts with a strong sense of self-worth. But we also know that it's incredibly difficult to recognize self-worth as an area of your life where you can improve. So to help with this, Karen and her rock star husband, Joel, shared a deeply personal and real account of how self-worth showed up in their lives. Now, it's also a real big game changer, so we show a little bit of the light on the other side, too. Listen closely for how self-worth might be playing a role in your life. Now, this was incredibly brave of Karen and Joel to share with us, so I just want to thank you guys on behalf of myself and also the audience today. Uh, thank you both so much for sharing this conversation with us. Quitting the plant to go pursue the opportunity in oil and gas. Okay. And you kept telling me that there's no way that those people would pay you that much to do the job. And you and I talked about the difference of self-confidence versus self-worth, right? Are you there? Yes. What do you think, how did you understand or accept the difference of self-confidence versus self-worth and identify that there is a gap? Well, because when I went ahead and made the change and realized that there was so much more out there than where I was, um, I discovered that I actually had more, I was more valuable in more places than where I thought. Because of a story you told yourself or because a story someone else told you? Uh, both. So hearing this story from someone that you respected, that... Um, or supposed to have respected. Supposed to have respected. Um, and when you hear that enough times, you start believing it yourself. Okay. And so what was your internal dialogue with it? Well, my internal dialogue was, it must be true. If a man that you respect tells you that enough, then it must be true. And so how did you make that jump after you were so safe or you thought you were so safe where you were? How did I make the jump? Mentally or emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was after putting in a 40-hour shift 
in, well, that's two days, but it was 40 hours at one time. And I returned home to find an email from uh, my vice president ripping me about something that really didn't matter a whole lot. Um, I discovered that there had to be something better. And so mentally and emotionally, that was the last, that was the last straw. So it wasn't until you hit like rock bottom emotionally that you just took it and took it and took it until you couldn't take it anymore. Correct. Because I didn't think there was anything else out there that would, that would support my family the way that supported my family. And it turned out to be an entirely different story. Turned out to be an entirely different story. Oh boy, what an entirely different story. So after you made that very scary decision from being in a safe place, mm-hmm. what does your life, what would your life have looked like then versus now if you'd stayed on that track? Uh, I would be single, um, alone, and or it may have killed me by now. Okay, so there was a lot at stake. There was a lot at stake. Would you say everything was at stake? Everything was at stake. Everything worth anything was at stake. Okay. So the other side of it then, how has your life showed up now? Because what year was that? 2012. And we'd been married for how long? We had been married since November of 2010, so we had been married about 18 months. 18 months. Okay. So now what's your life like? Uh, what's your life like now, the path that, that you chose? Well, the path that I chose um, created so many more opportunities for me because I met so many more people throughout the country. And developing those relationships has helped me do and do what I'm doing now. And, you know, when I was working in oil and gas, I did it at a very high level, um, very quickly. But now, because I developed those relationships, um, those relationships helped me get my own business started. So would you say, had you stayed in the safe place you were at the plant and not taken any at-bats, that you would have been sitting on home plate or on the bench, really? You would have been sitting on the bench. I would have been sitting on the bench. Or not even in the game. Like not even have a uniform on. Correct. Because you'd be six feet under. (laughs) Not funny. No, it was it was, was going to shorten my life. It was going to shorten my life. There's no doubt. So then being open to a conversation with Neil and Sandy was an at-bat. Correct. And it took you very quickly on a different path that you never believed possible. Correct. Didn't even know existed. Didn't even know existed. Any suggestions for our next episode? Tell us on Instagram at The Messy Empire. Thank you for listening to The Messy Empire with Karen Prawl.